an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise. The fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome into the Lombardi Line. This show presented by DraftKings alongside three-time Super Bowl-winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bonantoni with you. So much to get into. Lots of NFL injury updates, game previews to get through over the course of the next two hours. Excited for you all to join us. And we're going to start off with the injury that has been making headlines, (laughs) Michael, every single week since Play number four, week one with the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers, Michael, after rehabbing in California, is back at the Jets facility full time. And head coach Robert Sala said at his media availability this morning that they are opening that 21 day practice window. He's going to get out there on the field. Well, I mean, yeah, let him try. But then yesterday on Pat McAfee's show, he kind of wasn't as positive or didn't feel like it was coming along. You know, opening the window is a procedural event that you have to do. Getting on the field is another issue. Just because you open the window doesn't mean you're going to play. It is now you're coming back. Will he be with group, with the team? I doubt it. I think he'll still be off to the side. He'll still be going through his rehab. The way he made it sound yesterday, and I don't think he was rope-a-dope in here, Stormy, the way he made it sound yesterday is it's not coming as quickly as he hoped it would. So, again, this is news. You know, this what's great about this news is it keeps everybody's focus away from looking at how bad the Jets are on offense, that the Jets are a three-point dog at home to the Atlanta Falcons. I think it keeps all the attention away from the Jets season and focuses on, well, Rodgers is coming back. Like we focused all offseason about Rodgers being able to play. Do you know the real mystery of this whole season is what would the Jets record be if Rodgers did play? We assumed it would be they would be probably what, eleven and zero? They might be fourteen and zero having only played eleven games. They're probably beating teams twice, you know? 
Well, I mean, I certainly think that it would at least be better, but he, regardless, he's still going to have that offensive line in front of him, Michael. So he's yeah. still going to have his fair share of issues. And Alan Lazard, you imagine, wouldn't be a healthy scratch if Rodgers was out there. He'd probably be p- playing a little bit better. But still... Well, so- Salah said he's going to play this weekend. They got him straightened out. So, we'll you see. know, that that changed. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, and what you said about about Rodgers and as, in terms of the way that he's going to start practicing, he's been cleared for, quote, functional football activity and will participate in individual drills to start. And then, of course, you referenced the Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Here's the big quote that's been making the rounds from Rodgers yesterday. He said, I think it's always been first, am I healthy? And then are we in it? Are we playing good enough to make a run? Can I step in and protect myself and play at the level I feel I'm capable of playing? The first part is health. Can I protect myself? Can I move around the way that I want to move around? We're not at a place where I can make a decision on playing because health-wise, I'm improving steadily, but I don't have the ability to play at this moment. And I think that the big takeaway from that, Michael, is, I mean, yeah, obviously the health aspect of it that he reemphasized, but the are we in it? And based on when his 21-day window would come to an end, December 20th, they they would have to activate him, which would be that Week 16 game at MetLife Stadium against the Commanders. And right now, where they sit with four wins only, I mean, they could they could realistically be four and ten by the time that they get to that game, Michael. They're not like they're. There's more options by far of them not being in it than them having any semblance of being in it, regardless of playing the Falcons this week. I, I agree. I mean, we give we give a team that hasn't had 20 first downs in a game all year so much attention. We just think there's this magic wand. And, and I've said this many times. Whenever you use a gimmick or a one-trick pony to think to cure your team, you basically have removed discipline and responsibility. And that's ultimately what's happened here. Like, there's really no responsibility being taken for the season because it's all tied to a gimmick. It's all tied to Rodgers is going to come back off of an Achilles that we know it's almost impossible for anybody to come back off of Achilles in such a short time. And even when they do, they're not quite the same player. I mean, right. remember when Cam Akers came back? You know, it took him another six months before he got himself going. So for me, I, I think that's the case. And, and I would have a hard time believing that he's going to feel that he can protect himself. And I think that's the key part of what he said. you got to protect yourself. you got to be able to get out of the way. And I'm not sure he can do that. And this offense is going to be bad without him. And I don't think it's going to get any better with him. He can't, he, I don't think he'll be able to pre- protect himself. And to my earlier point about the offensive line, that he'll have somebody there to help him out from that standpoint either. And you reference Cam Akers. He was the quickest return by a player ever in the NFL to come back from an Achilles. And it took him five months. Rodgers is only 11 weeks post-op and he turns yeah. 40 years old on Saturday, Michael. So that's like a whole yeah. nother element of this too, that like, his age isn't helping him out in this. I know he's a medical marvel and he's got all the crystals and all of the things, but still, um, where, thing, yeah. where, where things sit right now, um, they've lost four straight. Their playoff percentage chance, according to ESPN Analytics, is below 1%. They are an 18-1 to 1 shot to make the playoffs to miss minus 10,000. Their updated season win total, Michael, is Six and a half, and it's juice minus 150 to the under. So, no, Aaron, I apologize. I think you're great, but I'm not giving a whole lot of sense of optimism that you're going to return and that this team is going to be in a position to do anything. 
Yeah, I, I just don't see it. I think we waste our time talking about it. And the fact that we just assume he's going to make the team better is, is somewhat ridiculous because I don't think that's going to be the case either. His timing, his execution, the ability to protect, you know, I mean, the offense. Look, they like I said, they haven't had 20 first downs in any game. The most first downs they've had in a game is against Kansas City. They had 18. Think about that, Stormy. They're a horrendous offense. Horrendous. And I don't care who's playing quarterback. I mean, I don't care who's playing quarterback. They've had three games of throwing for over 200 yards. Three. I mean, it's just absurd to think that this is just going to turn around. And, you know, and to me, what it's done is it's hidden the problems. That's really what's wrong with the team. As I say so many times, our job in sports is to figure out why you win and why you lose. And for the Jets and their fan base, it's because we don't have Rodgers. That's why we lose. And if you're naive enough to believe that, I, I got some Swampland in Jersey <laughs> to sell you. That's, that's perfect. That's I a, mean, if you believe that, that's a I'm great excuse take care of to have, certainly. And Michael, I think that there's no questioning that the Jets have a lot of individual talent at different spots, and there's potential at some point for them to turn things around. But, I mean, this year there's no cohesion on either side of the ball. Clearly Tim Boyle is not the answer. Uh, I don't know if anyone actually thought that he would be an upgrade because clearly that pick six, Hail Mary, will say everything that we need to say about that. But I don't know. As you look at this team without Rodgers, Michael, moving forward this week against the Atlanta Falcons, two and a half, three point spreads, depending on where you're looking, total 34. What's your outlook on them this week? Um, and and I, I know a lot of things are just being masked because all the attention is on Aaron, but the team still has to field a group and play right. this game. Well, everybody thinks, well, this is a game they could win, right? Because, look, you know, the Falcons have Desmond Ritter and he turns the ball over and he's not a very good quarterback, yada, yada, yada. Well, here's what we do know, that when you can run the football effectively against this Jet team, you're going to have much. You're going to have success. The Raiders only threw for 126 and beat them. They ran for 148. They won that 16 to 12. New England ran for 150 yards, like 57 yards. They won 15 to 10. You know, and, and the Chiefs ran forever. The Giants, which should have won the game, ran for over 200 yards. So the Atlanta, this is a perfect matchup for Atlanta. It's a perfect matchup for Atlanta. That's why the number moved from two and a half to three. I mean, maybe some people are going to take the three with the Jets. Good luck. But it, the one thing we do know about the Falcons and Arthur Smith is they can run the football. They can run it against everybody. They can run the outside zone. They can run inside zone. They got really good backs last week. Algier ran the ball really effectively. They let Patterson run it too. I mean, they're not going to need Ritter to make many plays in the game if they run the football. And teams, there's only been three teams all year out of the 11 that haven't run the football effectively on the Jets. There's only been three. And so, you know, they're going to run the ball. It's a tough matchup. And if they get the lead in the game, if Atlanta gets up 10-0 like a lot of teams do against them, then all of a sudden it's going to be problematic. They're not going to be able to handle it. I mean, look, the Jets are last in the league in terms of, of rushing attempts. I mean, teams run the football, don't run the ball a lot against them, but, you know, they can. Their yards they give up. They're 31st in yards allowed. So teams go in there with the mindset, we can run the ball. That's why they have so many rushing attempts against them. That's why they've given up so many yards. 
Yeah, and we saw Bijan Robinson get after it last week for the first time in a while too. So hopefully he builds on that. The opportunity will definitely be there. Did you see the uh, the quote making the rounds though of Arthur Smith saying Kyle Pitts is a quote big part of the team's offense despite not having more than five targets in a game since the middle of last month? Well, I mean, it's not look Kyle Pitts. Here's and I've said this the minute he got drafted. You cannot, when you say he's a tight end, he's got to prove that he can block. And when he doesn't prove he can block, like Evan Ingram and like some of these other guys, they end up just being big receivers. So the defensive coordinators aren't stupid. They just put their best big cover guy on him and say, okay, get open. And if he can't get open, if he can't win the matchup, he can win a matchup against the linebacker, but nobody's going to let a linebacker cover him. Nobody's going to let a linebacker. They're going to put a corner or a big corner on them. So you lose that advantage. It, it looks good on paper. Oh, Pitts could play. T- no, we know you have no strong side run game if he's in the game on the line. They, you say all the time, Pitts is a wide receiver. He's not a tight end. Yeah, that's what he is. That's what everybody classifies him as. He's a tight end. He's a receiver. Don't even. So when they're in 11 personnel with Pitts in the game, every defense is in dime. Okay, so great stuff on on Jets-Falcons. And as we talk about a bunch of different quarterback things, we'll, we'll see how Desmond Ritter does in his second start back. But more quarterback news on the other side as it pertains to the New England Patriots and their situation. Bill Belichick has not named the starter this week. Big surprise, but it doesn't really matter now, does it? We'll get to that no, and a whole no. lot more when we come back here on the Lombardi line. Stay with us. This is Beast in the Sports Betting Network. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. Thank you. Yeah. 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you haven't become a VEASAN Pro subscriber yet, we're giving you one more chance to sign up on our best deal of the year. Sign up on our Black Friday special that's been extended today. You'll get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st for only $60. I'm telling you, that is a fantastic deal for what we do here. You get daily best bets, unlimited access to our exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, and 24-7 video, plus all of our upcoming betting guides and best bets for the College Bowl season, Super Bowl, and March Madness. This offer expires tomorrow, November 30th. So come join us quick. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe. That's how you can sign up for extended Black Friday special, vsin.com slash subscribe. Okay, Michael, we got more questions than answers when it comes to the Patriots quarterback situation. Mac Jones has been benched more times than New England has wins. <laughs> Bailey Zappi has not played a whole lot better. So the Patriots this Monday, they worked out five mm-hmm. guys and end up re-signing Will Greer, who they released a week ago of that group. Um, do you think do you think that you just got to give the guy a chance? I don't know. I feel like nothing has worked with Mac or Bailey. Do you just throw somebody in and see if you can find some sort of spark? Yeah, I mean, look, look, I think the reason he probably doesn't do it because he's watched practice and, you know, and they're all worse in practice than they actually look like, you know, than Mac has. And look, I'm not defending Mac at all. Mac is, I went back and watched it this afternoon. I'm going to spend a, I'm going to really go into a deep dive on Mac in terms of trying to figure out, like, how did it go from where we started as a rookie to where he was to where it is today like it just doesn't make any sense and when you look at the numbers and you you break down the games and you know you got to really do a better dive on it I mean his percentage of completion bad ball all those all that stuff that goes into it is is so disappointing and and but the mistakes more than anything the mistakes more than anything are what really is killer it's a killer and you know, the, the just getting rid of the ball to get rid of the ball, throwing it to another team. Yeah. I mean, this is two weeks. The Patriots have held a team to 40 points in the last three weeks. The last two weeks, teams have only gotten 24 first downs against them. But they can't score. They can't score any points at all. They have a, a halftime. They, there's only been two games all season. The Patriots have been ahead at the half, and they won both those games. And so when you add – when you add the inability of Mac to make plays, plus he gives games away, and then the rookie kicker, who's killing them. He's killing them. You know, he's 3-for-5 inside the 30. He's 5-for-7 inside the 40. Ryland, I'm talking about. And he's 1-for-3 inside the 50. He's 12-for-18 on kicks. Mm-hmm. For a team that doesn't score, you can't leave 18 points out there. Averaging just 30. 30- you yeah, know, and, and I mean, I get, I get that making a 50 yard is difficult, but you can't, you can't miss two inside of 30. You can't miss two inside of 40. Like that's, those are points are too critical. Yeah, you need those points. Uh, like I was saying, they are averaging just 13 and a half points per game. It's second worst in the entire NFL. The only team that's been worse is the Giants, and they're playing a little bit better as of late. How much of this do you put on Bill O'Brien? Because he he says, put the blame on me. That's what he's been going around with. He said, if you want to blame Mac a little bit, fine. But if you want to blame anyone, blame me. He said, I'm the one who designs it, and it's not going very well. Although I did read that article well, on Sports Illustrated, and they have AI writers apparently, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, can you imagine that? And then we're believing this and yeah. we're believing it. It's just like 
you know, okay. I didn't mean to derail Again, the conversation. Ask the Go question, on. <laughs> ask the question, who's grading, who's writing, right? I think those are fair questions. You know, come out from behind the curtain in Pro Football Focus and come out behind the curtain at Sports Illustrated. Tell us who's doing the writing. Look, I watch the games every week closely, and they're just so – they're actually – this is going to shock people – but they're actually getting – they can run the ball on anybody. They run the ball. They knock people off the ball. I mean, they ran the ball effectively on the Giants. The problem is they can't make any explosive plays. The quarterback won't hold the ball long enough to throw it down the field. They don't have enough separation down the field in man coverage. He's scared to throw the ball down the field because he's afraid it's going to get picked off. But he throws it into a group of players from time to time. And so they have to put 8, 10, 12 plays together of perfection. They can't do it. They can't put four good plays together without getting a holding call, false start. I mean, they've only had one game all year, Stormy, where they haven't turned the ball over. That was the Jets game. So they don't protect the ball. They can't make plays. And so, yeah, I mean, this is just, it's just more than just Mac is not good. But when you watch the games, if Mac was just average, this would not be a two and nine team. This would be a. Uh, you know, a, a four and seven team, probably a five and six team. I mean, they could easily make that case. I'm, I'm again, I'm not defending them. They are what they are. But when you watch the quarterback play, and you see him not make just basic high school throws, Indianapolis for a touchdown. You know, he's got he's got Juju Smith open on his hot read to his right. He throws it into a crowd to his left. Why I don't know. You know, he's mad at Gusecki because he thinks Gusecki runs the wrong route. He's got Douglas screaming wide open across his face where the ball should go on Montana, where the ball should go on the Montana play, and yet he's throwing it somewhere else. And then he's getting mad at the receiver. There's such a disconnect. And the disconnect is there because I just don't see the team buys into him. And I think to answer your original question, I'm not sure the team buys into Will Greer. I know they don't buy into Bailey Zappi. I think they don't buy into anybody. Yeah, like I said off the top, more problems and questions than answers when it comes to that group. The Patriots, uh, a six-point underdog against the Chargers this week, a one and eleven ATS. Their last twelve as underdogs, one and six ATS in that spot this season. You uh, trust the Chargers laying six on the road with Brendan Staley? You trust that? That's such a see, and I no. So you are tempted. <laughs> You're tempted at the number, right? At the six, but I no. Oh, that's gonna turn the number. That's in. gonna be a that's gonna be a hard stay away for me. Although the options this week are not great, Michael. Which I'm interested yeah. your thoughts on this Seattle Seahawks Cowboys game coming up on Thursday night. Mm. We got the news today that Kenneth Walker did not practice. He obviously has been missing time, so TBD on what's going to happen moving forward with him. Geno Smith's elbow, though, according to Pete Carroll, night and day from the way that it was a week ago. Set at practice, he's been throwing the ball all over the place. He's been full go the whole time, putting on a show. Um, quote, we don't want to make a big deal about it, but it was pretty obvious there was a big difference. So are you buying that Seattle will be able to take a step forward against this stout Cowboys team? Well, look, I think when you go back and study Seattle's season, I think you could sum up their, their inability to match their play from last year in the fact that they can't run the football. I mean, that's really where they are. They're 29th in rushing attempts. They're 26th in yards. They're 21st in yards per attempt. I mean, last year, they were 7th in yards per rush. They could run the ball. This year, in every game, they've run the ball for over 100 yards, put them down for a win. In every game they haven't, put them down for a loss. I mean, they just have not been able to, to get the balance that they need. 
And when you see it, you know, Gino, is he the same player? No. You know, last year he, he was 11.8% of bad throws. This year he's up to 14.7. You know, last year he was 78.8 on target, almost a 79% on target with every throw. This year he's down to 73.5. So he's not playing as well, but he's having to throw the ball way more than he needs to run throw the ball. And that's not a good thing. That's not something that really will work for him. And I think that, that that's been the biggest issue is when they don't have balance, when they can't run the ball and they get behind and their opponent this week is the king of getting ahead, that compounds the problem, right? I mean, think about this. This Cowboy team has scored 214 points in the first half. They're averaging 19.4 points a game. They give up 8.9. They're going into halftime with an 11-point lead. Last year, the Eagles were the best team in the league in that category. They allowed 17, they scored 17.4 points and allowed 10. Yeah. And again, those challenges running the football, Kenneth Walker did not practice, going to be out for this game. The spread right now down from nine and a half to nine. And Seattle has gone 20 straight drives now, Michael, without a touchdown, the longest active streak in the National Football League. They had that five and two start, now lost three of their last four. And the lone win being against a lowly commander's team. Got a tough stretch ahead at the Cowboys this week, at San Francisco, and then against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, We've got about one minute left here. I don't know. I'm sure you did see the report, but Shaq Leonard, of course, leaves his visit with the Cowboys without a contract, which was expected. I know he still has another visit on on the radar. Do you think that Dallas could be a spot for him that he lands? You know, I didn't think Zach Shaq played very well. And I could see him, you know, having a hard time, depending on what he wants contractually. You know, I I, I think it's, is he going to move the needle for somebody's defense? I I don't see it. I really don't. I, I mean, based on the, they would not have cut him with that guarantee if they thought he could give them something. I just think, to me, he's not come back from that injury and has looked like the player he once was. So if you're a team, you're not interested? I mean, look, the Eagles, you know, they have nobody, so they're probably thinking, okay, we'll get a veteran. (laughs) Zach Cunningham got hurt, but it depends on the money. If he comes in for the minimum, then okay, of course. But if he wants more money and he's got teams competing for him, that's a soft no for me. Yeah, it's unfortunate the the fall that really, really talented players can have when injuries catch up with them in that way. Also, uh, Micah Parsons didn't practice yesterday dealing with an illness, but I think all expectation is that he should be good to go, but just good to know. Total in that game, 47, spread at 9. We'll be right back here on the Lombardi Line. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Go to om- omahasteaks.com, save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use the promo code VSEN and check out, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is the gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with, unforge- with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence to Today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Again, that's omahasteaks.com and take advantage of the 50% off site-wide plus use the promo code VSIN at checkout and get that extra $30 off. Our wonderful producer, Stephanie Kamershack, said that she gets this as a gift every year and it is like her favorite gift. Gotta they get, get all it, the goods. Stormy, why not? A- absolutely. Who doesn't like seeing a, a bunch of Omaha steaks coming through you? You got to love it. Absolutely. That, that I mean, it's, picture is it's, like looking good. I'm, I'm not supposed to be this yeah, hungry I mean, at 10 seriously. o'clock a.m. Pacific. You're going to go right to Barry's right now and run down there and grab <laughs> yourself a burger, aren't you? How'd you know? How'd you know? Um, <laughs> we, we got a couple more quick, actually really quick before we get into these injury updates. How do you like a steak prepared, Michael? What is the proper way for a steak to be prepared? You know, I, I, the way I, I've always, we, we've been doing these T-bones outside or tomahawks is, you, you know, to me, it's got to be, if you go to Italy, it's really, really, really rare. Uh, it's very rare. I would say not medium, but lightly rare. You know, I mean, not not completely red, but light red. Like medium That's rare? That's kind of how I like Yeah, a little less than medium, I would say. To me, in Italy, if you go to any, like if you're in Florence and you go for a Florentine steak, there's no way you're getting it, you're going to get it uh, medium rare. Yeah. It's going to be rare. I like it's gonna, and it's going to be incredible. It is. I like it on the rare, medium rare type side. I I do have an experience though, Michael, and I I won't call out who the person was, but we were at Barry's, and I was so embarrassed because I ordered my medium rare steak. Everything's going well. This other person orders it well done, and it's a fillet. <sighs> And so they came back and they said that they needed to butterfly it to make sure they could get it well done. And I was just so disturbed. Why is this happening? And listen, you're paying for it. Everybody gets food the way that they want it prepared. I fully support that. But I was like, I don't know why I had to be the one to take you here today. just not the way it's supposed to be Unbelievable. done. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you can't get, I mean, well well done is, oh boy. It, yeah. yeah. For a filet? No. 
Come on. Yeah, um, come on. Okay, you we lose got, all the taste. We have a couple all quick right. injury updates um, that I want to make sure that we get to here real quickly. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but now confirmed Jonathan Taylor is going to miss at least a couple of weeks with a broken thumb injury. Jim Ursay saying that at maximum it should be around two to three weeks, which is a good sign. But this is a Colts offense, Michael, that was kind of starting to find its stride finally with Gardner Minshew. Zach Moss is a great RB2, so he'll get elevated to that role. And obviously we saw him a good bit those first four weeks of the season when Taylor was unavailable with the ankle and all the contract stuff. Um, what do you think the drop-off will be with Taylor out of the lineup? You know, I, 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 obviously they've also had Trey Sherman. Sermon's going to be in the running there too, but I don't think it's going to be a severe look. I think that what they have to do is prevent Minshew from beating them from themselves, right? And it's hard to run the ball in Tennessee. You're going to have to go with a short passing game. Minshew's going to have to make plays in that area. Tennessee's going to take away the run. I think the part losing Taylor is, you know, Shane Steichen's going to have to really spend a lot of time working on the run game. I don't think we talk enough about that. Designing runs that can be successful. That's the art of a really good offensive coordinator, and especially one who's hampered by a quarterback that he's got to protect from turning the ball over like he did against Jacksonville. And he goes on the road and he turns it over. I think that's going to be the concern. Moss will run the ball really well. We saw him run the ball well against Cleveland at home. But when you go on the road to run the football, like when they went to Carolina, they couldn't run the ball. It was 78 yards rushing. You know, when they played New England over in Germany, they had 70 yards rushing or something like that. Last week at home, they had 155. Going on the road, it's harder to run the football because it's just, a, you know, the snap count, all those things. So this will be a tough challenge. The line opened, I think it was two and a half, and it's really slowly. A lot of money's coming in on Tennessee as, a, you know, getting Vrabel as a home dog, even though I don't see the Vrabel numbers mm. in terms of the, 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 the past performance, the trends, if you will, of the, of the – I don't think it applies to this team because Levis has not been very good. I mean, let's be clear. Levis has not been very good. And when Henry can't run the ball, it hasn't been very pretty. I mean, the last four weeks, Levis hasn't thrown for over 190 yards. He's been so inconsistent. He's not been able to make throws. I know they beat Carolina, but it really hasn't been very good. And the only game he played well in was the Atlanta game where he made some throws up the field and they had 226 passing yards. Other than that, it's hard for him. Yeah, and I don't know how much stock you can put in a Titans win over the Carolina Panthers that was a one-win team and just fired their coach because they've been so bad. So I'm with you there. And to your point, we're down to a one-point spread now with Indy favored, total 42.5. And And at 6-5, and Michael, they're in the seventh spot in the AFC right now. And very winnable games. I mean, not a super challenging slate ahead for them. No. It's made a little bit more difficult without their stud running back. But, like, Cincinnati without Joe Burrow, the Steelers who – are, what are you going to get necessarily on a given day? We're not so sure. We know that their offense isn't producing. Their defense is good. Then Atlanta, Vegas, and Houston will be a tough test, but very winnable games down the stretch for this team if they're trying to get in. Especially at home, right? They get Pittsburgh at home, which we know they play better at home, right? They, get, they can run the ball at home. I mean, Tennessee, you're getting Levis, right? You go to Cincinnati for all the talk about no Joe Burrow. Cincinnati has no defense. Right. I mean, Cincinnati's defense is, is horrendous, and it's been that way all year. It's been the untold story of their season. Really, their defense is nowhere near the level. And when they go and play against anybody, they're going to make the opposing quarterback look good. 
And then Atlanta's the same way. You know, Atlanta, you can run the ball on them. Atlanta turns the ball over way too much. Yeah, they have a great – I wrote about this on Tuesday. They have a great opportunity to really advance – to get that seventh seed. Will they be a great seventh seed? No. Would I rather see Buffalo as the seventh seed? Yes. But they're in a good driver's seat. And if they don't turn the ball over – and that's something that he's done a lot. He turned it over four times against Jacksonville, came back the next week against Cleveland, turned it over four more times, and they still won that game, luckily. And since then, since that game, the last four games, he's only turned it over four times. Even money price for Indy to make the playoffs, minus 130 for them to miss, so still slightly favored for them to not get in. But I think it's it's pretty doable here. Another team on the outside looking in, trying to get their spot, also 6-5, and five, those Houston Texans, Michael, and their offensive mm. lineman, Titus Howard, injured, had to be carted off the field in the first quarter in their loss to the Jags this past weekend. He's done for the season, needs season-ending knee surgery. Um, and for a unit that's done a good job protecting the young star rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, how big of a blow is just to that group well it is I mean you know that and they've been playing that group early in the year when you go back to when they played Indianapolis and Jacksonville and Pittsburgh even Pittsburgh Pittsburgh they had a bunch he didn't play in those games he the, the line has been kind of beaten up and credit to Bobby Slovic and the offensive staff for kind of managing around it and still moving the football really effectively you know now last week I thought was the first time CJ Stroud played like an inexperienced player and it, and it was due to happen, right? You know, he didn't take the throws, got sacked on a three-step drop, you know, had a guy open in a flat, got sacked on a screen and a three-step drop that took him out of field goal range, basically. And so, you know, they're going to have to play better. But this team is resilient. I think the question marks about their defense are legitimate. I mean, Jacksonville moved the ball up and down the field on them. They were able to protect well enough, and they could take advantage of a secondary. And, and, and if it wasn't for the Stingley pass interference interception that wasn't called, I think Jacksonville would have been able to be further ahead at the end of the game. Yeah, certainly a lot of things they need to shore up. But they kind of hold their own fate in their hands getting to face the Broncos this week. They have the Browns and the Colts still on their schedule. Um, that Colts game, as I referenced previously, that very final game of the season. So who knows how much is going to come down yeah. to that exact game. I love the Broncos this week. Is that bad? That three and a half is no, just staring I, at me. It is. It's just, to me, it's one of those where uh, it looks too easy, right? I want to take, I, I yeah. got, I, you know, what I try to do every week is, go through the games, and then I put down what I have my lean, and I'm leaning definitely towards taking Denver in that game because Denver is playing better. Denver will be able to throw the football effectively. They can run it on Houston. I think they can control the clock. Sean will do a good job. It, you know, they've played good on the road. Uh, I think, to me, will Houston be able to run the football, whether Pierce or Singletary is the ball carrier? You can run the ball on Denver. Mm -hmm. At times, you can. I, I think that's the matchup right there, but I, I do. I like Denver in the game, especially getting the hook. I mean, if it were three, I probably would would not. The other one that jumps out to me is I, I don't understand why everybody's down on the Browns again, and the Rams are getting propped up like with all this love when I'm not sure the Rams are the better team, and I'm not sure even if Flacco plays, can he play any worse than DT than the <laughs> DTR. DTR or, you know, I mean, seriously. So if Garrett's healthy, this defense will give the Rams a lot of trouble. It's because Matthew Stafford's out here having four touchdown days, Michael. That's why. Yeah. That's why. 
But uh, I'm yeah. not buying that story. I'm not buying that one. Brown's still one of the best defenses in the league. It's going to be a tough one, that's for sure. We've got to take a quick timeout here. But when we return, let's look at some awards markets here. Mike Tomlin making a stout display of his top defensive player, TJ Watt. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN. 